Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. I don't care that it was ugly. I don't care about how in the world they got there. That was a vintage VCU win tonight. That is the VCU that I will that I would run through a brick wall for. That's the kind of win. That reminds me of the win at Texas uh, under Mike Rhodes in his second year. A win where you just got to be tougher and you got to dig in and fight. And that's what they did. Welcome to Rams Rewind. Live here in the good and the badly ugly group. Out here in podcast land the next day when you hear it. If you like what you hear tonight, and I hope you do, because this was this is a win to celebrate. There is a link in the PayPal. You can shoot us some dinero like our good pal James Fitzgerald did. James Fitzgerald, thank you so very much for that. And look, okay, no Death Star offense today. No whiz-bang, threes flying in everywhere kind of stuff. We didn't get any of that today. What we got is the VCU that we've seen the last 10 to 15 years. And I'll tell you what, that is that is the VCU I'll swear by. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's a VC, that that kind of effort's gonna win you a lot more games than the efforts we had the last two games. But you know what, Kathy Richardson? It wasn't Texas, but you know what this is? This is a quad one win, which means I can do quad one win watch now. Because if Mason stays in the top 75, this is a quad one win. Don't we flipping love it? Steve Floyd and others who have said it, I think you weren't the only one. Somebody else said it. Gene Cox, everybody, no question about it. Doggone Michael Bell was the difference in so many ways. He had some mistakes. He had, you know, he had some mistakes. He had some turnovers he shouldn't have had, but he had a few good plays on offense. And again, we're not asking Michael Bell to be Max Shulga or Joe Bamisil or any of those guys. We're not. We're not. We're asking him to make a few good plays on offense and play that great defense. It's exactly what he did. And, yes, Jason Coppinger, that is a quad one win. George Mason, it was 57 in the net. And if you're in the top 75 in the net on, and you play a top 75 net team on the road and you win, that's a quad one win. So I'll tell you something. That is, that was that was just that was just heart and guts and just enough great plays and let's praise Zeb Jackson who made me mad I don't know how many dead gum times tonight but he comes up with that three when quite frankly I thought they about lost the game down three to tie it and then you get some and then you get some uh, you get some tough plays. You get some free throws that are made when we need it. And again, if we ever, if I'm looking, 
I'm looking for somebody to post the box score online so we can see what the box score is. <clears throat> but that's the thing. I don't care how ugly it looks. I don't care about any of that. Win the game however you have to. And if it has to be child's finger painting and monkeys throwing blankety blank against the wall, so be it. So be it. Bill Baldacci, here's what I'll say about Bearstow. Much better defensive effort from him. I'm sick and tired of these fadeaway jumpers. I saw, I watched a lot of highlights of Bearstow online. I didn't see that. I didn't see these dead gum fadeaway jumpers. What I saw, what I saw was him going to the basket a lot and dunking. And where is that? Where is that? Yeah, Furman was hurt. I think that's why Lawall had to say there. But let's talk about Toby Lawall tonight. Toby Lawall, who again, the victim of some terrible, stinking, ticky-tack foul calls. But Toby Lawall, in spite of that, played really good defense, came up with some big came up with a big rebound when we needed it, defended great, really well. Very proud of Toby Lawall tonight. Very, very proud of Toby Lawall tonight. He did a fine, he did an excellent job out there. John Doherty, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Bearstow. But these fadeaway jumpers, no more. Again, I, I honestly would tell him if you do if anytime you do that, you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting over here with me. No more of that. No more of that. And Doug Hines, that's it. It was a it was a total team effort. Um and it was a total team effort on defense. Their rotations were really good. When they when they doubled somebody, they hustled back and 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 got back to their man. You only saw one or two really bad examples of transition defense tonight. They got back on defense, even on turnovers, much much better tonight. You know, and again, it's going to sound crazy, but it was really as simple as move your feet, stay in good guarding position, and don't try to block and steal everything. Contested shots. Because think of this. The seven of nine shots, that that's that run of seven out of nine that George Mason made, that was all that. They were taking too many risks. They were going for too many block shots. When they stopped doing that, they stopped Mason. Because outside of that little run they had in the first half, Mason is 13 for 45. And if I do my calculator, I mean, I don't even have to do the calculator. That's probably about 31%, maybe 30%. So they really put the stop on George Mason. 0 for 15 from 3. And why does that happen? Because when you start missing all the time, it gets in your head. That's one. But number two, unlike the other two games, VCU made Mason work on both ends of the floor. Mason didn't have a lot of easy possessions. There weren't all these quick trigger threes and, and quick shots in the offense. Most of the time, Mason was having to work 20, 25, 30 seconds, sometimes longer than that. And that is, and that is exactly what you got to do because that tells at the end of the game. Ronald Polite is a very good player. He is a stalwart player for them. He had a wide open three in the corner win this game for him, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Although, to be fair... Bearstow did a decent job of getting over there and at least trying to contest that. But Ronald Polite is a good player who sticks that shot most of the time. But he had to work so hard 
that he couldn't stick it this time. And that is why that shot didn't go in. So it's, it's both of those things. VCU making their free throws 11 of 15. You know, unfortunately, a couple of those misses could have really hurt. Bearstow missing one late. Zeb missing the front end of a one-on-one. Goodness gracious. Zeb, 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 you've got to hit those. And how about the fact that that was VCU's biggest lead of the game was at 54-50 at the end. Why didn't Fats play? I think defense, I think defense is why. Because Fats has some idea on that end of the floor, but he's got to get better at it. And he's prone to having a breakdown here and there on those sorts of things. So I think that's why Fats didn't play. And you know what? Fats' time is going to come. Do not worry about it. You know, Joe Bamisil, not the best defender either. And, he, and look, they had 12 turnovers. He had three of them, and he only played 11 and a half minutes. It wasn't Joe Bamisil's night. That's okay because another, there'll be another night where Joe Bamisil is huge for this team. So I'm not – I'll be honest with you. I am not worried about that at all. I am not worried about that at all. And I hope Fats and, and the other guys that didn't play tonight aren't worried about it either because, again – if you really are a family and close-knit, as these guys say, and as Coach Odom says, you know your time's going to come. You know there's going to be a game when it's your moment. This wasn't it because this, had, this, was about, this was about playing great defense and this was about having to fight, fight them tooth and nail all the way. That's what they did. And look at this. You talk about VCU and the bench and all that. 19 minutes from Toby off the bench. 18 from Nelson. Thought Nelson played a really good game tonight in spite of the fact that at least early he was getting he was getting busted on pretty good on defense. Thought Nelson was great on defense in the second half. Michael Bell, 20 minutes. Freaking Mason, three of their guys played over 30 minutes. Their other two starters played 25 minutes. So they really only played seven guys, and that's another reason why those three-pointers weren't going in because they were winded. DCU made them work. And, yeah, Iowa State beating Houston makes me want to scream into the void. It really wants to scream into the void uh, when you know that because what a win that would have been. And you know what? The VCU fans, whoever they were there, did a great job. Did a great job. Um, and Darren Grimes, I don't agree with you. You say it's a gift. Tell me how it's a gift. VCU caused a lot of that by playing the right way. VCU caused a lot of that by not giving away easy possessions. VCU caused a lot of that by being a, the tougher team. And Michael Bell made that difference. He made that difference. And you got to give him credit playing defense, you know, going using him out there. And he and he made a dif- he made a different difference on the defensive end. And just the fact that let's give let's give Barristow and Max some credit. They had a t- they they had a tough start defensively. They played a lot better on defense. You did not see Mason getting the easy easy into the lane as often as they were. They were not getting the easy post entry. They the only t- time they did was that little 6-0 run when Hall made the one basket and Maddox made I think it was Maddox made the other. That was pretty much it in the second half. That was pretty much it. Uh, um, Bruce Stevenson, that's a good comparison this reminded me of Rhodes' second year when VCU had an absolutely incredible defense um and Daniel Carter you want a big negative that's it 
The only reason this thing was so scary at the end is that VCU threw, nearly threw the game away with the turnovers in the second half trying those damn lobs because the first one was great and we all loved it. The next three were terrible. You know, and it's a good point, Zach Hines. I do wonder if that technical was part of it too. I still think that technical was garbage because if he didn't say anything and Darren Grimes, who was there, said he didn't, that's a ridiculous thing to give him a technical for. But you know what? Fats' time is going to come. Fats' time is going to come. Great. I mean, Kawani Kawani had some great efforts, makes four out of four from the foul line. When you win by four points, that's big. VCU. Really had a tough time rebounding the basketball in the first half. They win the rebounds in the second half. They only lose the rebounding battle by one. That is, that is, you know, that's what you got to do. That's what you have to do. You know, so they, I mean, and, and that was, that was basic things. They boxed out better. They played better defense. They weren't, you didn't see a whole lot of two and three guys, you know, all going to the ball and leaving somebody wide open. That wasn't happening. That wasn't happening. What was the turnover margin? Not great because Mason only had eight turnovers. So not great. But again, VCU only had 12. And really, they had two spurts where they had a bunch of them because they had five turnovers in the first half. And I'm pretty sure that's all. That, that was all in the first eight minutes of the half. They didn't have any after that. So they had five turnovers pretty early, and they, and they, only, and they only had 12 for the game. Again, 12 is a good number for me. I'm happy with 12 turnovers. Um, oh, excuse me. That was the points off turnovers. Let me, let, me, let me answer that again. No, they had 11 turnovers for Mason. So it was 12 turnovers for VCU, 11 for Mason, and VCU wins points off turnovers plus four. Great job. Great job. You know, so you, you get you, the, the one, the other big frustrating thing was Mason beating him on the, uh, on the uh, second chance points, eight to two, um, and yeah, and that's exactly it, Doug Hines. Rebounding is all about effort, but it's also all about playing good defense. If you let somebody drive the paint easily, and you get out of shape defensively, you're going to give up offensive rebounds. But when you're playing good defense and you're making people take tough shots, you've got a better chance to to get the rebound to box your guy out. And and VCU did a hell of a job on that score in the second half. And, you know, again, Mason had 11 offensive rebounds and they only got eight points out of it. That's not – again, you, you're not going to – you're not going to turn your nose up and only giving up eight points off 11 offensive rebounds. What you get frustrated is VCU, VCU had 11 offensive rebounds, only got two. But still, this is the kind of win – this is the kind of win that can give – that should give everybody hope because it shows that they can do it. That's one, that they can play really good defense. And two – they went on the road, and yes, it wasn't as hostile an environment as we like. Like, we can call it a true road game because there were Mason fans there. There just weren't a lot of them. But you know what? That's we want. We we've all been wondering about that. When is how's this team going to do on the road? Having played all these home games, having lost all these home games, that that is an effort that you can take with you anywhere. That is an effort that is sustainable. That is an effort that can give you a chance against Dayton. That is an effort that can beat St. Joe's, can beat St. Bonaventure up there. That is an that is what I'm talking about. Um, and it was and you're right, Doug Hines. It was a must win. Uh, and I real I I figured it was a long time. 
I didn't realize that 97, that would have been my freshman year the last time they were 0-3 in the conference. Um, Carlos Diaz, as, as if you're a – if you're a basketball, if you like the if, if the aesthetics of basketball matters to you, no, this wasn't a great game, but it was a great game because it, it meant it showed that VCU had is not a team that that doesn't have the guts to do something like that because that's let's be honest, they've had several chances to get big wins of this level this year. They've had chances for for doggone quad one wins. And found a way not to get them, and I and I'll be honest. Part of that, part of me was worried that they didn't have it in here. They didn't have it in their gut. They didn't have it in their heart to find a way to win this game. Well, they found a way to win today, and that's why I'm happy about this. And you know what? You talk about road games, Bruce Stevenson. This is nine conference wins in a row on the road. Because remember, they lost their first conference road game last year uh, at Duquesne. And then they won the rest of them. Nine wins on the road in conference play. Let me tell you something. That is something to celebrate. And they're going to go back to the road, and they're going to play, I think it's Davidson next, isn't it? Davidson just lost to dead gum Rhode Island at home. So, uh, oh, no, it's not Davidson. It's LaSalle. They're playing LaSalle on the road. And that might not be the toughest road environment because we know, shout out the Philly crew, any of the Philly crew in here, I, I almost got myself in a position where I could get to the game. I couldn't, as ever. That's my goal is to get up to Philadelphia and watch a game with you guys, and I'm sorry that I couldn't do it. Uh, but the Philly crew, you know they'll be out in force getting us a win, and I just wish I could be up there with you. And, and yes, we were due a win, but it just this, – this wasn't about – this wasn't about skill. This wasn't about skill. This wasn't about making, you know, fancy plays or brilliant plays. It was about the ticker. It was about the guts, and they had it. And that's why I'm so happy about this win. That's why I'm so proud of them, because that's the VCU I recognize. That's the VCU that I've been happy to watch, even in all the frustrating moments, the last decade plus, because – that's the VCU that I can say, that's us. That's this university. That's the character of the people of this university. That's the character of the people that come in and pay the big bucks and love to watch this team. They not. We may not be the prettiest bunch, but we're a tough bunch, and don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. So that that's why I love games like this. That It reminds me of that Texas win because I got to tell you, that night – I was running around the living room celebrating at that night. That was such a win. That was such a great win, especially to beat Shaka after he left. Oh my God, that was amazing. And that's what this win felt like in, in a lot of ways. Because and to see Carlos Diaz, that's it. The Broad Street Bullies. Before the last game, I'm listening to Adam Epstein's pregame show. He's talking about we own the A10. We got the best. We got the best record in the A10 since we've been here. Blah 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 blah. We didn't get it by being a great whiz-bang offensive team. We didn't get it by burying people with three-pointers. We got it by being tougher than everybody else time after time after time. And Daniel Carter, that's another great callback. That game at Vanderbilt. Because that team's had it. Because I can tell you, 
they had lost some games, and their back was kind of against the wall when they went to Vanderbilt. And they didn't – that game was – it was pure cussedness. It was pure backbone that got them the win down there. They didn't make a ton of great plays. It was terrible to watch in some respects. But that – but they still went and won, and that's how you do it. That is how you do it. And that's how this team's going to turn this season around. It's going to have to be, you know, character-building tough wins. It's going to have to be being physical at times and being a meaner team when it counts. Eric Slater, it's been a long time. And you know what I'd be curious about, and maybe they'll talk about it during the postgame show and I'll have to listen to it later. I'm wondering if 0 for 15 is a record, if that's the school record for misses without a make by a VCU opponent. Because it's got to be up there. That's got to be up there. 0 for 15 has got to be up there. And, of course, famously a few years back, VCU had a perfect game at the foul line and set a school record at George Mason. So that's what that, – that building they've had sometimes. And, and that's true. We only won the two conference tournaments. But we've won a bunch of regular seasons. And that's – you know, those, those count as well. So, yeah, conference tournaments, that's a different thing. Some of that's luck and, and things going against you and whatever. But this is, this is the VCU that's dominated the A-10. They're not going to be pretty most nights. Most nights, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a rock fight. And it's going to mean that you got to get physical and you got to get in somebody's grill and you got to have the refs stay out of the way of that and allow it because I'll tell you – Thank God we didn't lose this game because these referees tried to lose this game for us. Some of the calls, God, Toby Lawall, I know I already mentioned it, but I got to say it again. Toby Lawall is officiated like he's some bum and not a good player. Some of the fouls they call against him. Another one tonight where he's standing straight up and down and the guy bump jumps into his chest and they call a foul on him. And all he's doing is standing there. Come on, referees. Be fair. Be fair to the young man. That's BS. And and somebody said it. You know, they tried to murder Furman tonight. Furman got whacked upside the head at least once. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That kind of thing. There were other times. Bearstow and Shulga both went inside and they're getting hit on the arm. Zip. Come on. Come on. And, and Bruce, that's part of it. But he's standing straight up and down, and he's not, he's not leaning. And any ref that calls a foul on a guy, when they jump into his chest, he's standing straight up and down. That ref should be ashamed of themselves. Should be ashamed of themselves. And, and if, But you know what? Here's the other thing that was great about tonight. This is where I'm going to give Odom credit. Too many guys, the, the way that they lost that game at George Washington, there were too many physical mismatches out there. And George Mason's a big team. So the same thing could have happened tonight. And he looked at it, and for the most part, except for Nelson, and even then Nelson got his own back in the second half on defense, there weren't, many, there weren't hardly any physical mismatches out there tonight. So big tip of the cap to Ryan Odom on that. But big tip of the cap to all these guys on this team because they didn't – you couldn't look at them last two games and tell me they had that in them. Not a chance. I, 
I picked the final score of 79-76. I thought that if they won, they were going to do another situation where they just outscored the other team and kind of got lucky uh, at the end and made maybe just enough stops to win. But no, they completely flipped the script. They rediscovered what basketball at this university has been all about the last 10, 15 years, and they went and beat a team that if they had won – This would have been George Mason's best start for 40 years. This was a big game for George Mason. They could have been 3-0. Instead, DCU wins to get to 1-2. And And right now I'm watching Richmond and Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago's – Richmond's up uh, by 2. Richmond's going for 2-0. Loyola Chicago's going for 3-0. This conference is going to be wild. This conference is going to be crazy. Rhode Island is 2-0. And I'm telling you right now, I, I would have voted Rhode Island last, and they were, they were damn near last in the net after the non-conference schedule. This conference is going to be nuts. And look, people are going to say Dayton's going to run away with it. They might. Dayton almost lost to UMass at home. Now, UMass is really good, and you got to say UMass, uh, in terms of teams that have outperformed, uh, oh, Carlos Diaz, that, that really is below the belt going there with Tony Skin. But if you talk about teams that have outperformed their expectations, uh, UMass is number one for me. They've been outstanding this year. Frank, and they're, they're a freshman-laden team. So Frank Martin done a great job. But what a win for VCU. I am so proud of all these guys. They desperately needed that. And look, you're, they're going to get confidence from it. They are going to get confidence from this because they beat a team that's been one of the hottest teams in the league the whole season. And, yeah, George Mason hasn't played a great schedule and all that. First-year coach, bunch of new players, kind of like us, not struggling like us. VCU went in there and beat them at their own game, honestly. George Mason's been a pretty good defensive team this year. VCU, in the last four games, was one of the worst defending teams in the country. So to turn that around is fantastic. So Saturday, 12-13 against LaSalle. I'm off. Unless something weird happens, I'm off. USA Network will be here, live in the good and the bad and the ugly. If things had worked out a little bit differently, I would actually be in Philadelphia hanging out with a Philly crew, but that didn't happen. But as I said, that's my goal next year is to go up to Philadelphia and see see a game with them because they're great. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have the game. We're going to have the game Saturday live in the Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. The podcast will come out later Saturday and get this win and get the two and two. And then from that point, that level, you can start building. You can start building. So that's the key. Got to get back to 500, get to the level pegging, and then you start building from there and you get momentum. Go to LaSalle and win with two straight road games in the A-10, and you've got momentum. But let's be let's be honest. LaSalle beat Fordham the other day on the road. LaSalle has been a lot better than what people expected. You know, they went down to Miami and scared them. So we got to take it seriously. We, got, we can't spend, spend what we've earned here and go there and lose. We've got to go there. And, and, be, and, and respect them and go there with the intention of the same kind of effort. Because I guarantee you this, it won't be this close if VCU plays this well Saturday. They can beat LaSalle. 
pretty handily if they if they if they uh, if they uh, if they play this well on Saturday. Take this effort, build on this effort, replicate this effort, and this can still be a great season. Thank you all very much, everybody in the comments and the video. Thank you so much. They were as always. They add to my podcast. That's why we do. Why we want to have it live, alive as often as possible. Because that's what I appreciate. If you're not part of the VCU Good and the Bad, the Ugly Group, you should be. The game thread is great. Lots of debate. Lots of different viewpoints. That's what I. That's what we like. That's why we enjoy it. We can disagree and have a good time. No, dry January, Jason Coppinger. Dry January. Even if it wasn't, I got to work tomorrow anyway. But after January 1, I had some wine on January 1, and then I declared it a dry January. So that's what we're doing, dry January. All right? So that's what we're doing there. But what a win. So proud. If you like – and again, if you like the podcast, shoot us some dinero. I really appreciate it. Uh, and so does my producer as well. There's a link to it in the, in the PayPal. We'll see you guys Saturday for hopefully two wins in a row for VCU in the conference. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.